In the first Detective Dendro episode, Sharon Lilly and Guy Mayur introduced you to this podcast series, and then you heard part one of the case of the Sinister Stripper. Let's recap what happened previously in this case. Detective Dendro was enjoying a break during the ISA annual conference in Metro City. Quite unexpectedly, he was abruptly called upon by the city's urban forester to investigate the mysterious stripping of bark from the trunks of several street trees. Despite the distracting arrival of the lovely and mystifying Clarice Klutz in the middle of his inspection, Detective Dendro surveyed the site for clues and ruled out several red herrings, but he couldn't quite identify the culprit responsible for the bark stripping. Just as frustration began to set in, the detective looked up at the storefront window behind Clarice, and the solution bounced straight back at him. And now, let's find out how Detective Dendro unravels the case of the sinister stripper. The reflection from the window pane revealed a small axe in the dame's hand behind her back, but I knew she didn't do the damage. The woman was trouble, but not that kind of trouble. Her hands were too soft, no sweat shone on her brow, and the nylons over her knees were unblemished. The window also reflected the image of a kid across the street, peeking out from behind a tree. I knew I'd seen that kid before. He snuck into the talk on insect epidemics, but I admired his gumption and didn't turn him in. Besides, I was still sipping my morning java, trying to open the other eye. Arbacop and I had been up late, two amateur scientists hashing over new theories on controlling crime with cactus, coriolopsis, cladrastus, cupressus, and cretagus. The kid had gotten all jumpy during the insect talk and hustled out the door before it was over. I had thought he was rushing to the boys' room, or maybe he just wanted to be first in line for muffins but he kept going out the main door of the hotel, and I hadn't seen him for the rest of the day. Quirkus couldn't quit pacing. Well, Dendro, have you solved the case? Clarice saw me eyeing the kid across the street, shifted over to block my view, and poured it on. She must have been a Mae West fan to have those lines memorized. Hey, fella, you should come up and see me sometime. You need to relax a little. I could peel you some grapes. I knew those grapes could not be sour at all, and a little relaxation could go a long way after a brain-busting day. But solving my case had even more appeal to me than Clarice's grapes. I stepped aside so I could see around her. Hey, kid, come over here. I hollered across the street. We need to have a little talk. Who? Me? The kid called quietly, gazing into the sky. He was a teenager with a gawky expression on a gangly form. His Boy Scout uniform was crisp with badges on the front. "'Yeah, you,' I said as he started walking into traffic. Clarice screamed, "'Code it!' His uniform may have been crisp, but his thinking sure wasn't. "'Hey, kid, watch it, will you? You want to get killed or something?' I yelled at him, though I didn't mean to. After all, he was just a kid. The boy sidled over to the crosswalk and crossed on the green light. "'What's all this about, Dendro? We both see the insects, and the boy seems innocent. Have you lost your mind?' cried Quirkus. "'No, sir, but I may have found the culprit,' I exclaimed. 
We have opportunity. The boy had been missing all day. We have means. The Boy Scout hatchet held in the hand of Clarice Klutz, hidden behind her back. But for the life of me, I cannot conceive of a motive. Clarice straightened her arm, showing us the axe. She put her other arm around the kid. I don't know why either, Mr. Dendraw. I'm embarrassed that I tried to distract you by speaking that way, but I'm so desperately worried. This is my only son, Goated Klutz. He loves trees, and he is working on his forestry merit badge. He came to that conference to learn about trees. Isn't that right, Coated dear? Yeah, Mama, I guess. Coated mumbled, looking down at his reflection in his shiny scout shoes. I heard the speaker describing those harmful insects, so I went home for my hatchet to get them out of the trees. I always meet Coated on the corner after classes, Clarice continued. I told him this morning he could skip school if he went to the tree talks, but just now I saw him with his Boy Scout hatchet. I took it away and sent him home so he wouldn't get into trouble. Clarice was clearly having trouble keeping the kids straight. Quincy Quirkus quivered in rage. Young man, you're in the biggest trouble of your life. You've caused $3,741.89 in tree losses. I must refer this to the appropriate authority, Arbor Cop. What do you have to say for yourself? I cannot tell a lie, sir. I hit that tree with my hatchet when I saw those insects. Kodak confessed. I started to dream of a utopia where all innocent plants would be equipped with metal detectors that would keep cane from being raised on them. But then Quincy burst. That is not appropriate methodology. Those trees are protected by ordinance. I'm calling Arbrecop. Quincy hit a few buttons on some gizmo in his hand, and a minute later, Arbor arrived. A.C. pulled out a dog-eared copy of the ANSI A300 pruning standards and read 5.2.1. Equipment and work practices that damage living tissue and bark beyond the scope of the work should be avoided. I wondered why that should was not a shell. Is there ever any reason not to avoid damage? But then Clarice turned into a damsel in distress. Oh, but Coda will not get into college with an arrest record. If you gentlemen could help, I would be ever so grateful. You'll come over for dinner tonight, won't you? Her eyelashes batted over baby blues like a slow-motion video of bats flittering out of a high cavity from a co-dominant tear-out wound. This dame really had my number, so I asked the frantic forester, Come on, Quirkus, what do you say? The kid meant well. What can we do to make this right? Quincy took a hard look at Codet. Please, sir, I'll do anything you ask, Codet said. The kid was so scared he shook like a palm frond in a level three storm. I just want to help the trees. Quincy and Arborcop huddled a moment. Only if, Quincy said. You learn the appropriate ways to do so. For instance, you must first identify the pest. Let me introduce you to ALB, the Asian Longhorn Beetle, Anaplophora glabrapenis. Mr. Dendro has plucked an adult, and the sawdust at the base of the tree is from tunneling of younger life form of the pest, the larva. Earlier strategies focused on eradication, but other control methods are now being developed. In addition to the conservation of natural enemies and the introduction of exotic natural enemies, utilization of resistant hosts is paramount. 
It should be emphasized that biological control and host plant resistance will likely focus on the egg and early larval stages of ALB as they apparently represent the more vulnerable stages in its life cycle. Cody, Mr. Quirkus just said that we can stop the bad insects more easily when they're young. Arbor Cop was quick on the translation. We are trying to stop the pest without cutting down the trees, so it isn't hatchet time now. You will learn about using good insects, birds, tiny creatures, and chemicals, and how to plant trees that the wood-boring insects do not like to eat. As you're learning, you must serve the trees in this community. But who will supervise this service? The city boys had identified Coded as the ultimate urban pest, but weren't sure of the appropriate control. My work there was done, and I tried to slip away, but Arbicop said, Dendro, we think you would be perfect for the job. I know a busy man needs a little help now and then. Okay, okay, but you guys will have to help, and Coded here is going to have to study hard and keep his head screwed on tight. We'll keep tabs on the kids' payback to society. Clarice, I'd like liver for dinner, heavy on the onions. I'll see you later, sweetheart. Come on, Kodit. We're going to review some manuals, remove and repel some insects, and repair some trunks. We may even try some bridge grafting. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the ArborPod Detective Dendro series. Are you certified by ISA? You can earn CEUs for this podcast. Just use the code DD8266 to complete the quiz online. Stay tuned for the next ones. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arboriculture.